You know there are two kinds of evil. There's the evil that exists as an external force that threatens the well-being of the tribe. Survival depends on understanding and awareness and fear of physical threat to our daily lives. The other kind of evil lives inside us, like a sickness or an infection. It's more dangerous because we may not know we're infected. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. That's right. The greater good. So, I, I have to pause bef- before I continue with the normal stuff, right? Because I have a, a weird little thing to say. So, um, I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago that we were uh, put in like the top three top whatever on good pods which is uh mm-hmm. you know, good pods is an app that it's like its own uh social whatever media thing for podcasters and i um i was looking at this thing or it, it, it we had gotten like a, a like a badge or something and i thought well okay that's that's kind of cool and it was again saying that we were in the top something or whatever and i thought hey that's kind of neat and uh, I, I wasn't prepared for this. I, I should have been more prepared, but again, I wasn't. But what was really interesting was there was some kind of, um, like it was like a highlight of our episodes that we had done. And <clears throat> Good Pods, I guess, is now using like Chat GPT to create um, like highlights for the episodes. And so, literally, it's instead of saying "cheap seat reviews," the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. It it was something like uh, exploring um, Hollywood's uh, film um, market for um, for the betterment of all, or something like that. Like it just <coughs> it just you know added different synonyms for for like yeah. basically our whole intro. And I thought that is really funny. Um, that was really funny. Second thing I want to introduce, uh, uh, inter- again, we're going to do normal stuff's coming here in just a second, but I have to tell this. So last week, I told this, my uh, a story, what I called my nope story, right? This, this story I told where I was going to empty out the cat litter, and I heard a weird noise down the, this hill from my apartment, or my house, and it was a really strange noise. It was like a rushing noise, and it was traveling up the road at a really pretty fast speed. It just, it freaked me out because I didn't. I couldn't see what it was. My flashlight didn't shine down there far enough. So I just turned around and, and, and left. I was like, nope, not going not gonna to do it. Well, I found out what that was. Yesterday, I was out there in the morning, and I looked down the hill, and where, where, my, where I couldn't see, it's a hill, and there's the road, but the grass between the road and kind of the wooded area between where my yard is, is uh, neighborhood kind of public ground. And they have a sprinkler system in there. And so what I was hearing was the sprinklers turning on, traveling up the, up the street. 
you know, pouring water into the grass and hitting the leaves. And so that's why it was traveling super fast. So it was the, it was the sprinklers. But I wanted to give some kind of, um, I know you people were, were really like worried about, oh, does Sean have a bad guy and just living in his backyard? No, it was the sprinklers that, that terrified me. So there you go. There's a little, well, there's that. We have been watching scary movies lately. And, we have. And even the everyday water sprinkler can be somewhat horrific. Yeah. <laughs> at, at, you know, at about eight o'clock at night when I'm out there going to, you know, get rid of some kitty litter. I don't know what it was. I just, <laughs> I was not having any part of it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So this is episode 454. And tonight we're talking about Halloween ends. That's right. We are finishing off the trilogy. Trilogy? I guess it's a trilogy. The 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 yeah. the, the, the trilogy that that also has a beginning movie of the original Halloween. Yep. And uh, and we've talked about this before. There's like there's weird timelines, but this timeline is the original Halloween movie, and then there was Halloween 2018, and then Halloween Kills, and then this is Halloween Ends. So this is uh this is that movie twenty uh what twenty twenty two's Halloween ends. I am your host Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew, is the f-ing band director, Jimison. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I kind of messed. I, I actually meant to say marching band. I messed that up, but I, I was okay. so excited about to use the f word in my uh-huh. intro that I screwed up the line. But yeah, yeah. Is that well, your band behind you that you said? No, this is not, this oh. is a random one I found online. Oh, okay, but just look at these angelic faces. At any moment, they could turn and try to throw you off a bridge. Yeah, I could get it. I, you're just not wrong. Saying. Yeah, which, by the way, the opening line that you played from the film is actually the speech that I give my students every day at the beginning of class. <laughs> but evil. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Uh, probably wouldn't expect me to drop an f-bomb in this movie but i mean when the kid drops that oh we're in the effing marching band it's like okay like, yeah <laughs> okay not really what we expected from that no no yeah. not at all i mean next we'll see a movie it's like we're on the effing chess team that's right like <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna stab you with this rook uh and making his uh his triumphant return after a two-year hiatus is chris Found his apprentice in the sewer lot from Measuring the Score podcast. Wow. <laughs> Found my apprentice in the sewer. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'll take that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, where else would you go to, to well, find I mean, an apprentice? That's it's the just... most obvious place to look. Yeah. Well, like, sewer cave. Yeah, you're just you're in the sewer cave. You're in the you're in the you're in the Ninja Turtle realm. And you're just waiting for some reason. I don't know what you're doing down there. Your clothes are exactly in the same shape as they've been for the last two years. They look fine. I had a chessboard, had some rats to gnaw on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 well, thank you for having me back. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about covering this movie, <laughs> finishing out the trilogy. Well, I mean, you're kind of responsible for us doing this this movie, so I, I felt. So it's, so it's all my fault. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's that's uh, you get all of the blame and none of the credit. Oh. Um, but you're a married man, so you know what that's like. 
<laughs> I, I, I'm not going to say that uh, on, on the podcast because she will listen to this episode. So, Leslie, I love you very much. Yes, of course. Uh, and normally she would be here, but um, is. Uh, yes, but she is downstairs uh, with uh, our baby girl, Mia. Yeah. And um, for people who've been listening to our podcast, we came back for a little bit. Uh, on our first episode, when we came back, we kind of explained everything, what all happened. Uh, but now we're back on another hiatus. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> our our baby girl is here in the world and kind of taking precedence over everything. So our podcast is kind of like stopped. <laughs> but yeah, it's all good. I get that. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, I had uh, both of our kids. No, Declan was already born. My oldest was already born. My youngest was born since doing the show yeah and uh i think i took about one day one show off for that and uh (laughs) it is what it is so yeah yeah, so this is 2022's halloween ends again this is Uh, the uh the 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 finale of this trilogy now they might make more for all we know we have no idea they've already announced they will because uh apparently like miramax won the television rights so now there's going to be a tv series I don't know if it's going to be based off of this timeline or a whole new timeline or the original time. I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's, it's gotten to the point where it's like, okay, just stop it already. But well, no. I mean, I don't know. I guess it, it's a pretty simple premise, right? There, mm-hmm. There's a guy that is, you know, he likes to kill people with knives. And, you know, if you're going to do a TV show, I think personally, if you're going to do a TV show, you know, a 10, a 10 part episode, and if it's going to be Michael Myers and he's, you know, trying to kill Laurie Strode, obviously you want to have different actors, but oh. I would, I would set it back in the seventies. Yeah. I think it's scarier back then because you have less technology to help you. Uh, the cops are kind of worse and <laughs> yeah. You know, like there's there's a lot of things that are stacked against you as a victim in that time period. I think it's more makes it more interesting than than today. Yeah, and if you go back to the seventies and you go back to the origins of Michael and everything else, you you could take it in like so many different routes, especially with a TV series. I mean, so it, it they might can pull it off, but you know, who knows? It'll probably be set in modern times. There's going to be some teen drama in there. Some teen angst. <laughs> I want to go back to this marching band bit for just a second, all right? Just because these this quartet annoyed me so much because it was like it it's it's like this director was like, you know what, we're gonna make this movie set in the modern day, but we're gonna do all these eighties tropes. Oh yeah. And so it wasn't just the fact that they're the marching they're in the marching band. It's the fact that one of them is literally wearing their marching band uniform, which, as Andrew knows, those things are expensive, and no, oh, yeah. no kid would wear it outside of, of, of a, a game day anyway because they're not comfortable, and no. they're expensive. Yeah, that would never be allowed. Yeah, I was in the marching band. I played trombone, so yeah, I would no, no, you did. It, you put that on when you got there, right before you hit the field, and that was it. That was it. <laughs> and then as soon as you were done, you took it off because it stinked exactly. it, or stank. Stinked? I yeah. just said that. It stunk. Like, you would never pal around with it. No. It's... I really feel like the director said, well, all right, we're going to have a car full of jocks. And then somebody goes, 
no, no, no. We always do jocks. Let's think outside the box here. What else can we do? And yeah. he was like, I know the marching band, <laughs> the most violent children in the entire <laughs> yeah. school. Yeah. It, it's a group maybe, of maybe introverts. Maybe Danny McBride's like, McBride, like, oh, man, it'd be funny if it's marching band people. Marching well, that's true. <laughs> it, it does kind of feel like a Mad Libs moment, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, like, okay, what what part did, you know, so our, 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 our protagonist slash antagonist is yeah. going to uh, go to a gas station and get chocolate milk, which, by the way, I'm drinking chocolate milk uh, in honor of this movie tonight. Oh, I'll take that. And, um, he, and he's going to be assaulted by, okay, we need group of teenagers. And then, like, uh, marching band, yes! And, like, the only realistic part about that was the drummer carrying drumsticks. <laughs> yeah. That's the only realistic part of that. And oh, it... <laughs> Drove me crazy. God, that, that drove me crazy. I mean, and, and when they pull up in the convertible, of all things, you know, and, and I, as soon as I saw them, and I'm like, wait a minute, these are high schoolers, and they're basically beating up this, what, late, you know, early 20s, late, you know, middle 20s yeah, you know, adult. I'm like, what, what's going on here? Is, like, this really happening? <laughs> yeah. And it, one of them's in the marching band? No, like, they're all really? in it. They're all in it because <laughs> yeah. they say it like we are in the marching band. I, I pulled that clip. It's so dumb. And uh, anyway, we're we're, we're going to move off the marching band. It's just you have three guys that were in the marching band. Andrew is a marching band director. Just none of that trope worked at all. It just it was no. clearly done by somebody that's never been in the marching band because the three of us were in marching band. None yeah. of us are like alpha dudes. No, you know what I'm saying? Like there aren't alpha guys in the marching band like that. <laughs> the only Good, one no. that was close to being actually in the marching band was the one girl that was like, "Hey, we shouldn't be doing this. We should get out of here." Like that would yeah. be me. That's that, like, oh, dude, are you okay here? Hang on, let me help you up, man. Not hey, give me, buy me some beer. <laughs> yeah, no, that would never happen. That just now again, there there was drinking when I was there. There was some drinking in high school, but I never once was you know ever. In four years, and again, I went to a small school, but it was like I couldn't imagine someone like, "Hey, we just we've been practicing all year for this show." Which, by the way, all year, okay, it's the fall. That's yeah, that's you know, not out of the out of the realm of possibilities these days, though. Really, all year for your show? Really, uh, there are people that that's they just do marching band. Like they'll do a concert in May of concert stuff, and the rest of the year. Is like we got to practice for marching band. Yeah, I mean, I know South Carolina and I know Texas takes marching band more seriously than we do in North Carolina. I get that, but like, not in the old boys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know their marching band scene or not. But I mean, it just the line just drove me crazy. Everything about it. I, I'm going to get off it. I promise. Andrew, what is this movie? Is was it just? It's literally just about marching bands and Michael Myers, right? That's all it is. Right? That's it. Yeah. Okay. This is Laurie Strode's last stand. After 45 years, the most acclaimed, revered horror franchise in film history, all right, that's a little much, reaches its epic, terrifying conclusion as Laurie Strode faces off for the last time against the embodiment of evil, Michael Myers. In a final confrontation unlike any captured on screen before, only one of them will survive. Where did you read that from? Um, that would be from Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Uh, I was like, did the director write that? <laughs> it's possible. Uh, no, Universal yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I feel like I need to say something first here, Sean. Yes, please do. 
so last year or whenever we did kills we, two years ago, Halloween kills. Mm-hmm. I'm 90% sure I was not on that show. Oh, you haven't seen Halloween kills. And I have also never seen Halloween. Oh my God. <laughs> How did we miss that? No, I, I think you were on for kills. I don't think. You no, he wasn't. For... he wasn't. <laughs> oh, he wasn't. I did my notes. Yeah, he wasn't. Wow. Um, so I have seen Halloween H2O. Oh, that is not has, in the timeline. Which has nothing to do with this movie. No. So do we, do we need to do like a recap of 2018 and kills. The the flashbacks that we get in this movie were helpful. <laughs> and I'm glad they did it. They were. Um, but I'm still a little bit out of side. Outside oh, of man. When did we do so, Halloween? I don't see it on my list. We we did uh, Halloween 2018 on my podcast on measuring the score. Yeah, I, so yeah, so I have okay. So there it is. I see. We we there. did it. We did it two years ago because we did uh, the 78 versus 2018. Yeah, so we did 20. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, 2018 was in uh, August. We did it in August. Yeah, August 26 and 21, and then we did Halloween Kills um, two years and two days ago. So here's what happens, Andrew. <laughs> Basically, so, hold on, just real quick. I'll, I will give okay. you a, a quick rundown. Seriously, there's the very first Halloween, 1970 Halloween, right? Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen that one? No. Wow. Oh. Okay. So uh, there's a guy named Michael Myers, and then there's a girl named. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, Michael Myers is a child, um, goes crazy, kills his babysitter and his sister, right? Uh-huh. Chris? Yeah, yeah. So no, it was a sister. It was uh it was just, just a know, sister? She was, she was babysitting him, but yeah, she kill uh he kills her. They put him in a uh I thought it was, was I thought there were two murders in the house. Was it just the one? No, it was just the one. Okay. Uh the boyfriend left. Okay. So he kills the babysitter and then they and then they they they, they take him and then he grows up in uh in a an insane asylum, right? Then he escapes and then he goes back home to his house. And for some reason, the fixates on uh, Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis's character. We don't really know why in that movie. He just, yeah. I see. I was under the impression that Laurie was his sister. That was at a different timeline. A different timeline. That is a thing. In this timeline, we don't know that. Uh, okay. We don't know why. We honestly don't know why. He's in the house. She was like working for a real estate agent. They were trying yeah, to sell. Her dad. Dad was the real estate agent. They were so she was physically at his house for a couple moments. He sees her. Maybe that's when he identifies her as, oh, she kind of looks like my sister, therefore I must kill her. And then Halloween oh. night, he kills a bunch of other other teenagers that are kind of in her circle. And then eventually he attacks her. And then the doctor that's looking for him uh finally catches up with him at her house and he shoots Michael with a gun, shoots him. He falls out of a window. The camera looks down, he's on the ground. You know, motionless. The camera looks back at the Laurie and the doctor, and he says a couple of things, and it goes back to him, and he's gone, right? And then that's how the movie ends. Well, then you know, then Halloween two picks up that night and whatever. Well, in this movie, in the in Halloween twenty eighteen, he was captured later that night. They they okay. found him. They put him in a, in a, in a back in an insane asylum, and he spent the next forty years in this place. And we see that in some of the flashbacks. 
flashbacks, right? Is that are you? Is that a... in Halloween Kills? Yeah, you see some of that in the flashbacks in Halloween Kills. So you don't know that in the Halloween 2018. Uh, you just uh, see some podcasters that uh, are, are trying to do an investigative report on Laurie Strode and Michael Myers, trying to figure out why he was doing what he did. They visit him. They have his mask, and, and they're trying to get him to talk because for 40 years he is still has not said a single word. Huh. And they're trying to get him to talk and everything, and then it doesn't work. And then they end up uh, talking with Lori, and she's living in it was like seclusion, right, Sean? Yeah, she she bought like this house out in the middle of nowhere, kind of on the outskirts of the town of Had Haddonfield, wherever they are. And and she basically like went like full on crazy redneck gun range in the backyard. She's got her own <laughs> chickens, and I mean it's just deliverance film set, right? Oh yeah. Um. And then, of course, they're doing a prison transfer. Something goes wrong. Michael escapes. And now he's here Halloween night to terrorize the residents of Haddonfield. And he goes through and he murders a bunch of people in a really cool shot because the, the camera was like in the road, like a tracking shot. And you just see him going from house to house, just murdering people. It's actually. A, oh, yeah. I loved that shot. Yeah, it was. I mean, for a, a, in, a, in a way to, to show how someone can murder people, it was really done well. Um. And then eventually uh, he, uh, I'm not going to get too much into it because it's worth watching, but finally he makes his way to Lori. And there's some, there's a couple twists that are happening in there. Again, not going to get into it, but eventually he makes his way to Lori and her house. Well, Lori, Jamie Lee Curtis has grown up. She has a daughter who is played by the, um, Judy Greer. Judy Greer. Thank you. And then yeah. her granddaughter who was in this movie. Uh-huh. And, um, they go down into the basement and they're hiding and they're playing the victim and Michael comes in and, and Lori kind of fights Michael upstairs for a little bit. They have like some hand to hand fisticuffs and then Michael thinks that Lori is out, you know, down for the count. So he goes to to take care of the other girls that are in the basement and then um, you find out that it was actually a trap the whole time and the daughter shoots Michael in the face and he falls down the stairs and then they leave and then they hit a button that activates like a like a rail, like a like a gate over the exit to the to the basement, and then they light the house on fire, and that's the plan to kill Michael Myers. And then Halloween Kills opens with the fire department getting there, and they're able to get him out. Which of course then he takes the axe and then murders all the people. Which again you see a little bit of that flashback is him killing right. all the fire department. And then um, the town is going crazy at this point, and. Anyone that they think might be Michael Myers, they they end up killing some poor inmate in a kind of a mob rule kind of a thing. Um, evil dies tonight. <laughs> yeah, they kept chanting "Evil dies tonight," and um, and it, it was it, it was really dumb. It was really bizarre. It, you know, the, the whole movie kind of felt like anti-gun, anti-mob kind of a thing because at one there's one person that uses the gun badly and ends up shooting herself in a yeah. really, in a kind of a stupid comic. Like it was. I laughed, but you wasn't supposed to. <laughs> um, and then eventually, <laughs> eventually the town corners him. There's like ten guys, ten or fifteen guys there, each with guns and knives and bats and chains, and they're like it's a circle around him. And then they beat the hell out of him. And then he put someone gives him his mask or something. He puts his mask on, which gives him mutant powers, and he kills everyone there. And then he finds Lori's daughter and then murders her. And then that's how that movie ends. So, 
one thing though I want to mention, like Jay, uh, Lori makes the comment to Hawkins, who is in this film, uh, Will Patton. Yeah, he, and he's in all three that, of them. Yeah, yeah. So she makes the comment to him that the more that Michael kills, the more he transcends more into evil. I guess I don't know. I, I the only reason I'm saying that because this is kind of sets up for Halloween ends, supposedly. I guess because <laughs> I, I only watched Halloween ends like one time when it came out on Peacock, so I was this time around i was trying to understand it more uh which we'll we'll get into but yeah she she makes yeah. the comment that the more michael kills the more powerful he becomes yeah. supposedly, according to this timeline so that's kind of where we are now in this movie so like when this movie starts with the kid and the in the babysitter and all that stuff like because i saw trivia michael myers isn't in this movie until 38 minutes into the movie <laughs> So apparently he's been hiding in the sewer for like a year or so, or a year or two. Um, yeah. Because that night he disappeared. He disappeared because he was really badly hurt. Uh, you know, he'd been shot a couple times. He'd been burned. Uh, he he was in a pretty bad way. So Missing I, fingers. Yeah, he yeah, that's right. He he lost a couple fingers. Yep. Um. So he was he was hurt. So I guess he went to go. You know, I guess recuperate. And just decided to go hide down in the sewers, you know, with the turtles, with the turtles <laughs> and the rats. I guess he eats rats down there. I mean, who, who knows what this whatever. But so anyway, that's now you're all caught up, Andrew. Okay. Um, but for what it's worth, uh, I think Chris and I are on the same page that we kind of enjoyed t- the 2018 movie. Oh yeah, uh, because the deaths are really kind of there, there's some good jump scares. I think the deaths are are you know again if if, if it's, if your movie is about a man killing people, you kind of want to see it in some interesting ways, I guess. Um, and there's some really interesting deaths and some pretty horrific deaths, uh, especially those podcasters. They, they, oh man, they, they met a pretty horrific death. Well, so, the, the scene <clears throat> leading up to the, the podcasters, though, there was like one guy, there was like a gas station attendant, and you see where Michael just shoved his whole face into the counter. And like his lower jaw is <laughs> dislocated, and there's like teeth everywhere, and blood, and there's like half a tongue hanging out, and that's how he torments one of the podcasters. He he just like just drops some teeth in front of her, and I'm like, oh, that's just twisted. Yeah. It's still just like gnarly, man. So the 1978 Halloween also has nothing to do with this timeline. No, no, it does. It does. So that one starts everything. That's the one that kicks everything okay. off. Okay. So this and this then, trilogy basically says all of those other ones, Halloween two through H two O, and all the none of those count. Mm-hmm. So so this one is the original Halloween, mm-hmm. Halloween two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Halloween kills and Halloween ends. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. So according to now. this this trilogy, there are only four movies in the series. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm caught up. <laughs> and for anyone listening, if this is the first episode and you've not seen any of the other Halloweens, there's your recap. There we go. Yeah, yeah. that'll work. Um, so, so let's do some five-word reviews and get into the meat of this podcast because I have things to say about this movie. Uh-huh. Um, Andrew, let's, you can go first. Well, you sort of used one of mine already, but it was literally don't <laughs> with band kids. Nice. Uh, 
And then uh, my second one, which is understandable now, um, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't. <laughs> um, so the one thing that even even now with all the backstory, I don't understand how Corey is like enchanted or, or it, you know, endowed with his, with Michael Myers powers or I, I don't, I don't know what's happening. I still don't know. Is, is he like bewitched? Well, here's, uh, here's where we can, we, this is a journey the three of us can take together because, <laughs> okay. because Corey is not a character that's in any of the other movies. This is, right. this is his story. This, this movie is a Corey story and Michael Myers just happens to be in it also. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, 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 I'll ask this question of the, of the two of you. It feels like this movie is making an argument of nature versus nurture. The, the argument that, that it doesn't matter about his upbringing. It, what it matters is his environment. Now, again, we also learned that his upbringing is gnarly because his mother is overbearing and awful and just, you know, baits, you know, Right, uh, kind of Norm, Norman Bates kind of level of of insanity, right? So, uh-huh. but the movie is, I think the movie's trying to tell us that even a good kid that can have a bad thing happen to it can go completely off the rails when you've been beaten down as much as he his he has, like you know because the town turns on him. Right. As, as the, so of course my my first thought is well then leave. <laughs> right. I don't understand it. Leave. He this horrible thing happens. Mom and dad should be like, "Hey, we need to get out of here." Right? This whole town hates like instead of mom just getting mad at the town, just leave. Right. Anyway. Yeah. 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 But you know, I I guess it was fine. I I watched this in two parts cuz I got tired uh of watching it. <laughs> of watching it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I finished it today, but the, I just, you know, it was okay. As far as a horror movie, you know, we watched Hereditary and I said that one really kind of bothered me and I, I had a legitimate jump scare, which is what we want in a horror film. I think the jump scares in this are a little forced. Oh yeah. The ones that are there and you you kind of feel them coming. Um, and then it's just, I, I don't know. I, I didn't buy the relationship issues with Laurie and her granddaughter and Corey. And because, you know, spoiler, uh, Laurie ends up, well, Corey kills himself and the granddaughter thinks that Laurie has done it, which was completely retarded. Right. <laughs> I mean, and, just... and, and then we, uh, we are led to believe that five minutes later, Allison is just, she's over it. It's like, okay, <laughs> I forgive you now since you, I guess you're, you know, somebody's trying to kill you. So I forgive you. Well, she and does, just, she does just realize feels, it feels convenient. I don't know. Well, the daughter real, granddaughter realizes it when she goes to the, um, to the radio station and sees that the radio station's on fire and the guy was murdered. And that's when she goes, oh, right. Corey did that. Clearly, 
he is the issue. So that's why she goes back to see mom. Because well, she's true. she's like, oh, maybe mom was telling the truth, whatever. I mean, and, and, and but as, as soon as Corey does it, right? As soon because, all right. So we'll we'll talk about Corey here uh, for just a second. So Corey, this character again, he that that opening scene, by the way, took me way off guard. I did not expect what happened oh, to happen. Yeah, same here. Uh, that opening scene's the best part of the whole movie. It really is. Yeah. Um, it was well done. Uh, I mean, it made me think like. I know it's the same director of all three, but it made me think like this is the director from the first Halloween movie because there's like this slow burn. And then all of a sudden there's this moment where the kid traps, you know, Corey, the babysitter in the attic of this, you know, colossal, you know, four story house. Right. And the kid is standing outside laughing at him saying that Michael Myers is going to get him. And, you know, the Corey is, like, banging on the door, kicking the door, trying to get out. And, of course, the kid's standing on the other side of the door, being a dick. And then when, you know, the door opens up, it hits the kid, and he flies off the balcony and falls to his death. And it's, and it's you know, it's pretty awful. And it happened in front of the parents as they hear Corey screaming, I'm going to kill you, right, because he wants to be right. let out of the room. So, again, it's just this horrible uh, set of circumstances for Corey. But then... To your point, Andrew, when you said, does he, you know, I think what it came down to is once he got thrown off the bridge and he, you know, gets pulled into the the sewer by the shape, by Michael, mm-hmm. he, um, Michael's, you know, he's going to kill him as he probably would. And then he, I guess, sees something in his eyes and realizes, oh, this, this kid is like me. He, he's broken yeah. and, and whatever. Like, that's the only thing I can think of. And that's another part that I thought this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen because <laughs> Michael Myers would just kill it. it. There's no, like if he's the embodiment of evil, quote unquote, mm-hmm. he's not going to have a heart and be like, Oh, let me, let me nurture this little kid. No, he's just going to kill him. I, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't buy that part. The, the only thing I, I thought to in the moment when I was watching it was just, you know, oh, he's he's gonna. I thought honestly, when it when it first happened, when Michael's holding him and then decides not to kill him, I thought this is how they continue the franchise. Is yeah. Michael trains him on how to do it because eventually he comes back and says, "Teach me how to do what you do." Now, obviously, he's never gonna he's not gonna say anything, but he's like right. he's he's watching him stab that cop and like he's, you know, really into what's happening in the moment. So he, he wants to, he has these demons inside. And so the way to do it is, you know, by stabbing these people. Right. So I and thought I got that impression too. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was what was going to happen, but then it got, mm-hmm. it got ended pretty quickly. So, uh, anyway, um, Chris, what is your five word review? If you have any, <laughs> Michael Myers makes a cameo. <laughs> this is the the you know quote unquote final film in the you know the david gordon green trilogy and i mean it's called halloween ends they're building up this whole thing of michael myers and laurie stroh they're gonna have the epic final fight and everything else and like you said michael myers shows up like what 38 minutes into the film yeah (laughs) and it's like wait what what (laughs) what's what's going on here 
And yeah. like with the whole opening with, with Corey and everything else, I'm like, okay, you know, how's my Michael going to fit into this? And then, you know, when the kid gets killed, it's like, whoa, okay. Was not expecting that. I was like, okay, so we're going to follow this guy, Corey and everything else. I'm like, so wait, is this guy, Corey going to be like Lori's character? Is he going to be, you know, the whole town is against him and everything else. And then, you know, Michael Myers shows up and he turns out to be the hero. And then all of a sudden, when Corey gets drugged into the sewer and I'm like, okay, I was like you, Sean, I was like, okay, so Michael's going to train him. And this is how the, you know, the franchise is going to keep going. And then the whole sequence where it looked like Michael's evil went into his eyes or whatever. And he saw the flashback where Michael saw the evil inside of him or whatever. And I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> I remember watching it with Leslie and her reaction was, what <laughs> yeah. i was like yeah i don't i don't know what's going on here because i mean i've said it on this podcast i've said it on my podcast i am a big halloween fan i've seen all of them i own all of them except for this one and <laughs> when that moment happened it was like what what's happening here and i'm like did michael like transfer evil or did he just see evil in him i mean it's not really explained and then you get the whole scene where they're killing the cop and then Michael starts stabbing him and then starts shaking like he's, you know, like regaining his powers or something. I'm like, okay, is this really happening right now? And then the uh, the scene with the doctor and the nurse are fixing to get it on and then Corey shows up, which was actually kind of creepy watching it the second time around. If you look right before she turns the light on, uh, you, you can see like the shadows of Corey like stabbing this guy, just steadily mm -hmm. going at it in the background. I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of creepy now. Watching it a second time, and then when she flicks the light on, you know, Corey stabbing this this doctor, and then Michael just appears out of nowhere and kills the nurse. And you know, I'm like, okay, so this is what the movie is. Michael's going to be working with this kid, killing, it. and then all of a sudden you get this whole thing of Corey steals the mask and everything, and then. Michael shows up again at the, like the, what the last 15 minutes of the movie. And then that's when you get this epic final fight that the whole movie, the, all the posters, the marketing was all building it up to be. It's the last 15 minutes of the movie. It's like, come on, man. Not this even is... that. It was like, it was like an eight minute fight. It was in their kitchen. Right. It was in her kitchen. Right. Um, and basically it was like, he comes in to guess to check on Corey because Corey went there to kill Lori because he right. wants the granddaughter all to himself. And now the movie does this thing, and Andrew knows this because I've made this complaint a hundred times. And I hate it when movies do this. I hate it when movie when characters in movie act differently for the camera. Uh -huh. Right? Like Lori goes upstairs. And she's typing this thing, and then she calls. Oh yeah! I would like to report a suicide, and then she hangs up. And the only reason why she's now, you might say, somebody might that likes the film and wants to defend it and say, well, she's acting like that to sell that she's, you know, committing suicide for Corey. But he's not upstairs yet. He's, and, but she knows that. She knows that he's coming to the house. Like she just, she's. She's kind of omniscient when it comes to him, right? Because after she, once she kind of starts getting that weird, creepy vibe from him, and she starts kind of doing her own investigation, I mean, she shows up when he's sleeping on the floor where he killed the kid, 
I mean, like he sleeps yeah. there, right? So that's obviously a huge red flag. But she's like just there, right? And and then she's not, and then she can like disappear like Michael can, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, she's doing pretty good for a seventy-something-year-old woman. And then, so then, she, yeah, so then she has this moment where she's like, like you know, everything because I just rewatched that scene to capture a, a clip from for the for the show. And and I'm watching it going, there's no reason for her to be acting like this. If all you're doing is creating an audio drama for the kid in the hallway and then shooting the pumpkin, you know, put some, to put some brain matter on the wall. Like, I don't know, just stuff like that annoys me. It just it really just bothers me. I just it's lazy, I think. Because it's it's yeah. it's meant for that us. Just, it just didn't really make sense either. Yeah, it was like it's for us, know, the audience. I mean, she's acting like this and everything else. And then, so she, she acts like she's going to kill herself, you know, and then us as the audience think, you know, okay, you know, she's about to kill herself, which doesn't make sense. Lori Stroh wouldn't do this because, you know. I've survived the, for 45 years only to end it now. It doesn't make right. sense. Right. So right. then, then she goes through the whole thing of, you know, she shoots Corey, falls down. Allison shows up, you know, thinks that Lori did this, which, I mean, come on. She defended her grandmother for 40 years for Michael Myers. And then when Michael Myers does show up, you would think, okay, if this woman starts saying, hey, this person's bad, you would believe him. You know, you would believe her at this point. You're like, okay, maybe she's telling the truth. She would know. But then, you know, and then Corey kills himself. Allison leaves. And then she grabs the gun and starts looking for bullets like she's going to kill herself. So we're getting this whole same thing again. And then Michael shows up and then she turns into, you know, full on badass mode where she's going to, you know, like, okay, I'm gonna take him out now. This is my chance. I'm gonna get him. And it's like, really? You were just about to kill yourself because your granddaughter's mad at you. I mean, I, you know, it's funny. I didn't pick up on that. So, so, so the scene we've mentioned a couple of times, Corey kills himself. So Corey's been shot and Lori is like, okay, you came here. Um, you know, you you came here to kill me, so go ahead. So he picks up the knife and he's he, he's gonna, I guess, kill her or or I don't know what her her goal is, right? I don't know if right. her goal is to let him kill her so that the granddaughter will see how horrible a person he is. I don't know what her if if that was true or she just wanted to kill him she while him acting for the camera. Yeah, again, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that purpose is. But then he then he he hears that it, you know that the girl's coming in. So he stabs himself in the neck and says if you can't have her, if I can't have her then no one can. So he stabs himself in the neck. Well, then Lori does what every move like she yanks out the knife and of course the person walks in and she's standing there holding the knife. If she just you know, if if he stabs himself in the neck and she just stands there and then the granddaughter walks in, she looks at her, looks at her mom and her mom has no blood on her and she says she just looks at him and goes, he came here to kill me, and then he killed himself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know there's no drama there, but again, the drama was resolved less than a minute later. Uh-huh. So it's not like it was something that carried on throughout the movie. It lasted a, 60 seconds of, of drama. So when she's looking for bullets, though, for the gun, I honestly thought it was so she can defend her. She, it like, again, her premonition is, oh, Michael is now here. I need to get into defense mode. And I don't have any bullets for the gun. That's what I took out of that personally. Well, that's the first time I watched it. That's what I thought. But when I watched it again, you know, she's sitting there, she's all sad, and she's just looking at the gun. And that was my 
you know impression the second time around just looking at it like she was just like okay my granddaughter's you know my whole world is shattered now i might as well just end it and then it was like it looked like almost like a fleeting thought the way she she played it out and then it was just like she was standing up ready to, and that's when she saw the back door open and it's like oh let's get into defense mode yeah the fight was pretty good i thought between the two of them uh again for a movie that is uh ending a fight or a culmination of 40 something years of hostilities between the two of them. I mean, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty cool. It's still a little hard to believe that a man of his size could not defeat her. Yeah. But, uh, I also kind of like that. She, uh, she basically, uh, splayed him out on her butcher's block, uh, which is super convenient that her Island was a butcher block and not marble like mine. <laughs> and she drops a refrigerator on his leg. Yeah. That's yep. cool. Um, but then that scene Which, when he 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 wishbones his own hand, uh, mm. <laughs> so yeah. he could try to grab her, try to try to strangle her. That, that that's was... the second movie we've seen this year with someone wishboning <laughs> their own hand. Yeah. Uh, well, well, well it wasn't their own hand. Them. He it was yeah. Wish, yeah. There's been a lot of hand violence in uh, our movies recently. I was gonna say. Ugh. Um. And then the ending I thought was interesting. Then they like you know display the body and the that I guess he's the sheriff or something. I can't I, he. Oh, the guy with the hat. Yeah, the the, the yeah the black guy yeah, that he, comes in with a hat. He, yeah, he's like the the sheriff or something. Which <laughs> why he got the hat? I never understood. But that. he was but, in yeah. the last movie too. I remember him he, from he the in, last. He was in eighteen and he was in kills as well. He was in the whole trilogy. Yeah, and I but I don't remember him a very because like he has one line, where when someone was like. Like they're putting the body up on the car, and I can't remember because Will Patton was all on board with this. Yeah, but oh, like, the cop, the one cop was like, "Oh, this is not who we are. And this is not how guy, we do it." And then Will Patton's and like, goes, "Yeah." Then the black guy goes, "Uh, uh tonight, it is, it is yeah. tonight." Yeah, this this town needs to heal, and so they do a parade through town, splaying funeral, his body. Funeral procession. Funeral procession to go to the 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 car impound lot, whatever. So they can throw them in the grinder. Oh, man. <laughs> Which, I mean, <clears throat> we've seen people get put into uh, wood chippers yeah. in movies before. A couple of movies. Fargo and Tucker and Dale versus Tucker Evil. I was, I was about to say, please, God, let it be Tucker and Dale. Yeah. But, <laughs> but never never one of these uh, like uh, metal crushers before. And to see it like loop back around. Uh, yeah. It was gross. It was a little much. It yeah. was a little gory. Yeah. yeah. I, don't think, it, well, I don't think Michael's coming back from that. No. <laughs> Which I think was the point, right? We have to, yeah, right. We have to, you know, very definitively show that. Uh, yeah. But my five word reviews, by the way. Um, uh, my first one was a poor way to end. And my second one was not fun or creative horror. I just. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. I was kind of bored. Uh, the The only scene that I, so I, the opening scene I thought was really well done. Uh, I did kind of enjoy when uh, he's killing the other teens in the at the car lot place at where he oh works. God, uh, I mean it was it was violent and pretty visceral. Oh, and that yeah. girl getting caught yeah. underneath the fence like that's pretty yeah. horrific. Like that actually yeah. was. Um, and the blowtorch. Yes, like that was really effective uh him blow torching her i mean it just really showed that he had gone like he was done but the movie did something that also annoyed me again and i think this is a product of this director 
other than Lori Strode, who uses a gun at uh, with some uh, effectiveness, this is the second time a gun is used in one of his movies in which the person that was intended to use the gun killed somebody that wasn't the intended. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So in the second movie, a person that has a gun who is running towards Michael Myers with the gun shooting and basically misusing the purpose of a gun, you know, the purpose of a gun is to kill someone at distance. And then Michael Myers kicks open a door and she's so close that the the gun, the door physically hits the gun and aims it back at herself and she pulls the trigger for some reason and shoots herself in the face. And again, it, see, you just chuckled. Like We're not supposed uh-huh. to laugh at that. But it was, right. but the way it was shot, I I rolled my eyes. Um, yeah. So then you have the dad who. So here's the other part that annoyed me. Again, I think this is where the director is making is being safe, right? The first movie, all of the victims in that movie were, uh, right? All of the victims in the first one were innocent bystanders, right? Except that one guy the the twist i don't want to give it away because oh, andrew yeah, might actually watch this movie i think it's worth watching the first Halloween. yeah yeah, yeah. 2018 is good yeah 2018 all of them are innocent people except the one guy the second movie um kind of some innocence kind of not innocence in this movie i kind of feel like everyone in the movie that dies we're like we're kind of okay with, except the dad. Yeah, the dad was like the only nice guy. He gets shot, but like those teenagers that died, they're all they were dicks. They were okay with them mm-hmm. dying. Even the kid at the beginning, which was awful, but like, yeah, like he he was a product of like his his death was kind of his own doing a little bit. So, and then the cop was a dick and kind of a rapey and whatever. And so yeah. he's okay to die. And then the doctor who was a perv, we're okay. And, and, and she's going to go along with it. Fine. She deserves it. Like even saying like there's even the DJ is a dick. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, which doesn't make know. sense, but yeah. So it's like, I don't care that anyone died in this movie. No, because they all sucked. They were all horrible people except the kid. Well, the kid, no, nah. but the dad, Dad was a good guy. Gives him a bike. He lives with this horrible woman, and he's just trying to just like, I mean, he. The only line that made me smile is when the mom is yelling at him, being overbearing, and the dad just looks at him and goes, "Don't tell her about the bike," you know, like. <laughs> and and as as dads and Chris, you're a new dad, so you haven't had a chance to do this yet. But Andrew and I, I know, I know, I have. I don't know about Andrew have, but there's been multiple times where I'm like, "Don't tell your mother." <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure that won't happen. <laughs> I've never done that. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I was gonna say, really? You have two boys. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, um, and, and then the scene with the dad too. He was like even trying to protect Corey, even though he knew Corey did all this stuff. He turned around to the kid that with the gun was like, "No, wait, no, no!" And then you know the kid shoots him. Yeah. And I mean, you really feel bad for that guy. Yeah, he's the only one. He's the only death that you're like, oh, that sucks. But the rest, you're like, yeah, that's fine. I'm okay with that. So I just the movie played it too safe, in my opinion, in that in that regard. It's just the stuff that was hard was like the emotional stuff. You know, the woman that that costs Lori at the at the grocery store. 
Like yeah. that, you know. That... Yeah. And which is she shown in in the previous yeah, movie? Or... Yeah, she was in Kills. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I figured that was maybe a storyline that she was the know. first. So when Michael escapes from the firefighters and the fire and all that stuff, that's the first house he goes to is her house, and he kills yeah. her husband and then and you know mutilates her up pretty good. Yeah, um, I thought she, I thought she was dead. I thought she was too. So the fact that she's in this movie in a wheelchair, it's like, oh, okay, well, um, yeah. But which I I really don't see how she would have lived through that. I mean, getting stabbed multiple times and then a light bulb broken and shoved into her neck. Uh, I don't see how she would have lived from that. But okay, but yeah, yeah, but like I still don't understand how it's Lori's fault. Yeah. It's just that's the part that she's like, well, if you hadn't done this, what? I don't understand. I don't understand well, why you're mad at her. And that's another thing, not not having seen the other movies. I I wondered why everybody was blaming Laurie for everything. Well, it, it never makes sense. Even in this, even though we've seen, you know, the rest of them, it still doesn't make sense why they're blaming Laurie. They're saying that, oh, you messed with that man who had, you know, brain damage. No. He he's the one that did all this. Lori didn't do anything. She yeah. didn't antagonize him or nothing. That's why it never makes sense. It does movie. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, just uh, so much of this movie just doesn't make sense. I mean, even if you say, "Well, she set the trap at the house and set it on fire," she she was creating a scenario in which she could be successful in living. Right? Uh-huh. It's not like she was. It's not like she broke him out of jail to set this thing up. It's not. You know what I'm saying she didn't do any of those things. It's not like she, uh, uh, you know, kidnapped somebody to, you know, kidnapped his his family so that he. Like, there's nothing like that. It makes no right. sense that just this this whole town sucks. Is the yeah. is the point? Yeah. This whole town sucks. And, and I guess another question I had was, is is this the town that all this happened in in the first place? Yeah. Yes. Why not yeah. move away? Exactly. <laughs> Like, if I'm if I'm Laurie and my daughter and her husband got killed, and I'm raising my granddaughter, and the psycho is on the loose, I'm gonna move, maybe to a different country. No, she uh, stays and she starts baking cookies and making pumpkin <laughs> pie and everything else, right. which does not make sense because in 1978 and the 2018, all right, 2018. Uh, the 1978 one, he only killed like what four or five people yeah. in that night, and it's apparently it's the most horrific thing that's ever happened in Haddonfield. And in in 2018, she's shown to be a recluse. She's living in the woods. She prepares every day. She shoots mannequins with shotguns, and she's got you know a huge arsenal set up. And then that was when Michael was locked up, so she was like that. So then. You know, she goes through the whole thing in 2018 and then kills. And then Michael is roaming Haddonfield and she's now off baking, you know, and cleaning and (laughs) being Martha Stewart and everything. I'm like, but he's alive and he's loose. But yet he was locked up and you turned into a It did not make sense at all when I saw this. And she's like living with the grin. I'm like this, this. It's very strange. And and to your point, Andrew, because again, the, the the daughter and the husband are killed. In uh, the husband's killed in the first movie, yeah. 
and then the daughter is killed in the second movie. And right. then I think they said it's a year or two since then, since the events of that. So, so she does move, right? She she has to because she burned her house to the ground. So she right, has to right. she has to move. So she yeah, moves into town. <laughs> yeah, so she moves back into town. It, it, yeah, you're right. It doesn't. And you know, she's doing this whole monologue like I I refuse to to be scared and I'm gonna live my life. And it's like you can do those things in France. Mm-hmm. You know, like he he can't board a plane, or at the very least. You know, Canada. Yeah, just go somewhere. You know, <laughs> where you put a little bit of distance. Because I mean, even, even the, the biggest plot hole in the franchise is in the first movie when he steals a car. And it's like, well, he spent his ent- he he goes from because he, he the first murder he's like eight. When he murders mm-hmm. his sister, he's eight, and then he gets out of prison or whatever. When he and he breaks out, he's like eighteen. So, so. It, how Question. he learned how to drive a car is, yeah. Um, when when does he get the mask? So the mask the is first... the very first scene of the very first movie. He's a kid. He's making a Halloween mask. He puts it on. That's when he kills this. He kills his sister while we're no, so, no. He has the clown mask uh, when he's a kid, and it's he gets the 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 white mask like oh, later yeah. on in the movie. He kills a mechanic. As an adult, as an yeah, adult, yeah, yeah. Okay. you're right. Okay. He robs Sorry, like yeah. a hardware store. He takes a mask and some rope and some other stuff. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'll just have to watch it. But I, I did have that question as I was watching. I thought, when, when did this mask become a thing? Like, yeah, it was it was in the first one when he robbed the hardware store, and then the podcasters had the mask on them in the 2018 version. So I thought maybe it was in the pod that he was shipped in from. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. But here, so Andrew, I learned this while while we were doing a show prep for Halloween, uh, 2018. So the actor that plays the shape, Michael Myers, uh-huh. um, uh, the James Jude Courtney, right? Big, big, big dude. Been been yeah. in a lot of movies, right? So I'm I'm looking at some of his uh some of his you know. His his acting creds, like he was in Far and Away, which I love that movie. He was the yeah. boxer that uh, that Tom Cruise has to to deal with. So I'm just kind of scrolling through. I'm kind of scrolling through, and on his IMDb, he has um. Okay, hold on. I am. Wait, what? <laughs> Hang in there just a second. I thought, okay, Chris. I thought we learned something, and now I'm. I'm having a Mandela effect here. Hold on. Uh, what you thought you learned, you didn't. Is that what you're saying? I, what I'm saying is, is what I learned might have been, I might have missed seen or missed whatever. Okay, I'm so confused now. <laughs> okay, Nick Castle. Nick Castle was the original shape. Right. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Okay. He was the shape in, oh, it's a different guy. Yeah, Nick Castle was the one that played Michael Myers in the original film, and he did a couple of scenes as the shape in Halloween 18 and Kills. And, I think and Kills, yeah. Well, this film... James, James Duke Courtney was the main guy, though, that played Michael in 18, Kills, and It. Oh, okay, okay. So, so the thing that I learned was right. I just, I missed, okay. All right, yeah, he does play it. He plays it in, in, in the three. Okay, well, that's interesting that they would have... Two. 
I guess maybe he was doing the fighting stuff, like the stunts and stuff. The uh, no, like Nick Castle would do like like one scene, just to just to show up, just to uh, be there on set, just to wear the mask and look creepy. But the other guy is doing all the physical. Okay, my point was this is the thing that I learned, Andrew. My point: Nick Castle, the guy who what did the original Michael Myers, is Uh the director of the Last Starfighter. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I was blown away. I'm like, wait a minute. One of my favorite sci-fi movies ever was directed by Michael Myers, who kills all these people. (laughs) I thought that was really cool. All Mm -hmm. right. That was my... And he also also did Dennis the Menace. Oh, well, that's that's less cool. But... (laughs) But the so so the shape that's in this movie, who does the shape for this trilogy, the majority of the time, you're right. Uh, what that's the guy. What was the boxer from? Um, far and away. So okay, he's mostly. Uh, let's see, he did these three movies, and then before that, he took a long time off of acting. Holy cow! So he does the shape in these three before 2018. His, his next movie was in 2002. Whoa. And he was huge goon in The Gray In Between. He took 16 years off of acting. And then wow. three years... Oh, be- did he do stunts in between there, though? And then three years in be- before that, he was Mafia Goon in Soccer Dog, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I hate I missed that one. Uh and then he was in, in something called Devil in the Flesh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, The Killing Grounds, Executive Power. He was a thug. He was in two episodes of Babylon 5. Uh, yeah, Far and Away as a Boxer. A couple episodes of Unsolved Mysteries. Okay. So, and then for stunts, he did, uh, no, yeah, and from, yeah, he did stunts in the 90s. That was it. Wow. Huh. So, it really makes me wonder how he got the job of being Michael Myers. Yeah, I mean, he took 16 years. I'm done with acting. Hey, you're big and you were an actor once. You want to be this iconic character? You'd never have your face shown on TV, but, you know, that's fine. Sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. You get paid either way. Oh, yeah. Oh. He, yeah, he got yeah. a big paycheck. I wonder if I would assume so. Oh, and then you got to figure in now he's doing uh cons and everything else because he is michael myers now so he's going to show up to every convention horror convention there is yeah uh-huh. yeah so well, he's got it made yeah good for him <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, yeah he's got a nice little uh retirement thing going on there oh yeah take 16 years off acting and show back up as michael myers and then you're made for life <laughs> yeah that's cool all right uh all right, you guys ready for some clips? Yeah. Because I don't think I have anything uh, else. All of my my notes are. Oh, actually, the only other. Oh, the two other notes I have, real quick. Uh, he did so in the when he's killing the the nurse, he stabs her through the knife and sticks her to the wall. She's up like uh-huh. you know foot and a half. He, that was he did that also in the first Halloween movie, so that right. was kind of a callback. Huh. Uh, and then also I wrote it's taking a long time for the police to get there. Yeah. yeah, I thought that too. Like she calls the police, and it feels like seven or eight minutes. I mean, like Will Patton calls the granddaughter. Just uh-huh. go. What in, in in a town where you have murders happening? Happening, it seems like a lot. 
And missing people a lot. And missing people, it kind of feels like that they wouldn't be... Anyway. Uh, that's it. All right, time for... Wait, what? I don't know why I wrote... Okay, the tongue bit was gross. What does that mean? Oh, oh yeah. That was gross, where he, where he cuts the guy's oh, tongue off. Oh, he cuts his tongue off, yeah, and he's like spinning on the record. Yeah, I forgot about that yeah. part. That was gross. Yeah, yeah that was a little nasty. Yeah. All right. Uh, this was in that opening scene with the kid. Oh. Look, man, we can shut it off if you're scared of monsters. No, no. You're scared. I'm 21 years old. I don't get scared. Okay. First of all, I'm 41 years old, and I still get scared, so that's <laughs> okay. All right. Um, we've already made several references to this, but here you go. Seniors, okay? We've been practicing for a show the whole year, you know, loading up for uh, tonight's game, and or in the f***ing marching band. We were just hoping you could be a cool new friend, you know? Fire a couple of six-packs. I, I hate everything about that. I really do. Yeah. I just yeah, a cool new friend. Why Said have- no band kid ever. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, if you're listening to this and you think, oh yeah, that sounds completely normal. That's how it was in my band. I really want you to let me know that because in four years of high school and five years of marching band and an app, even an app where you could go to the you know the store and buy alcohol, I still didn't know any people that acted like that. No, nope. yeah. you know, like even the like even the dicks that we knew in band, Andrew, they weren't like this. They were no. they were subtle dicks. You know, they were passive aggressive. They weren't. <laughs> I'm gonna throw you off a bridge. Yeah, <laughs> he just. <laughs> just I mean, are there? I'm sure there's one kid out there who, yeah, but to have four of them <laughs> that hang out together, yeah, just and I have to say when when the. Drum kid got stabbed in the face with his drumstick. <laughs> I thought, you know what? That's what you get for dropping your sticks all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, you'll you'll appreciate this. So, do you know what my dad said to me the day that he retired? What's that? So, my dad was a band director for twenty nine and a half years, and the last. Uh, 15 of those was middle school band. He only did middle school band. He did 15 for the first uh, high school for the first, I think 15. And then maybe just, you know, middle school for the last, there was a little bit of lap where there might've been some layover where he did both. I think uh-huh. anyway, when he, uh, he came home, I was, I was home uh, visiting from college and it was a Friday. I was, you know, coming home to, you know, typical come home to do laundry and all that stuff. And dad walks in, he puts his briefcase down. He looks at me. And this was uh like in uh like March, you know. And he looks at me and he says, I couldn't take it anymore. I said, What do you mean? He goes, I just I can't listen to another eighth grader drop his drumsticks on purpose. I just can't do it. <laughs> so I'm quitting. I'm like, What do you mean you're quitting? He said, I have enough sick days saved up and personal leave days that I can take the rest of the year off. And that's what I'm doing. It was like, I mean, seriously, it was cold outside. It was like February or March, and he took the rest of the year off. He said, I can't do it. it eighth grade drummers made my dad retire half a year early. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm the parent of an eighth grade drummer. 
No. So I can't I can't go home and get away from it. Bless you. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually he's he's pretty good compared to others that I've dealt with. No, I'm sure. <laughs> he's not is he in your he's not in your yeah. well, I mean not yet. But next year you'll teach him. Yeah, I will. That's gonna be awful for him. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try not to be that dad too. Yeah. You know. That's gonna be tough. It is. Uh, good, good, good luck to him. That's all I can say. I mean, as the as the as the son of a band director, I didn't have my dad, but I I went to the middle school after my dad left, and I got bullied to hell. So <laughs> because of my dad, because my dad would say things like, "If you guys would practice like my son, you would be so much better." Oh, no. oh, he would say that stuff all the time. And the thing is, I never practiced. I never practiced. I hated practicing. So he was just. He was just saying it to try to make them, I don't know, feel bad or something. So when I got there, like, oh, you're the kid that practices all the time. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I had no idea it was happening. Oh, it was rough. (laughs) Eighth grade sucked um, because of that. It wasn't until sophomore year when all the people that knew my dad had graduated before I was no longer just Mr. Allred's son. You know, I was was at that point. I had my own identity, but. Uh, anyway, uh, here's some really gross uh, things that the doctor said. <laughs> um, I'm going to be nice and numb it here so my assistant can clean it up really well, and then I will get back and close it with a suture. You're going to feel a little bit of a pinch here. Cute, isn't she? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Why say that? Oh, uh, it's so gross. Just uh, to be a creepy guy. Yeah. Uh, or just the movie just needs to establish that this dude is creepy. That's all. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, this also okay. I'm all for uh the idea that this is is um trying to convey, but having Jamie Lee Curtis say this it just made me so uncomfortable. I don't know why. You know, you need to find someone that can let go, that makes you want to rip off your shirt and show grief your fucking tits and say, you know what? Let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just don't like I I'm I'm all for the sentiment, right? Like, you know, we get a we need to move past grief. We need to we experience your grief, grieve, and then let's and then and then move on. Like I understand uh-huh. the sentiment, but having her say it that way just makes her I don't know. It just comes off as weird and not, not wizened grandmother, but like, like trying to be hip, cool aunt or something. I'm not sure what's happening. Right. Like ninety percent of the dialogue in this film, none of it makes sense. It's bad. <laughs> There's some bad dialogue in this, and that's one no. of it. That's I. I felt bad that Oscar nominated Jamie Lee Curtis had to say that. No, Oscar winner. Oscar winner. I, I couldn't remember. What did she win for? I can't remember. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, okay. Well, good for yeah. her. I, I'd forgotten. Uh, I'm not. I, I I remember watching it just because I wanted to see if Brendan Fraser won uh, for the whale, and he did. And I remember uh, Jimmy Lee, Jimmy Lee Curtis won. I'm like, oh wow! And she was just in this really crappy Halloween Ends movie. That's that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like Sandra Bullock wins one, and then in the same year also gets a Razzie. Yeah. <laughs> then I think I think she showed up with like a wagon with all the movies that she 
<laughs> I can't copy. remember what she did, but yeah. <laughs> she won like she had like a whole uh like a wagon full of copies of the movie that she ran the Razzie for. <laughs> Wait, is hold on. I'm looking on her 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 awards list. Was that the only time she was nominated for an Academy Award and she won? I think so. I think so. That's crazy. I mean, she's she's won a bunch of other things, but like uh, the MTV Movies and TV Awards, she uh, was nominated for True Lies for Best Female Performance and for Best Kiss in True Lies. Oh. You know, just a bunch of this yeah. kind of dumb stuff. But all under under Academy Awards, there's just one nominee. And it was the winner for that. I didn't. That's crazy. I would have thought she had, but I don't know. Uh, anyway, good for her. Uh, here's uh, this clip. Your granddaughter should be so lucky as to be with a boy like Corey. He's handsome. He's sensitive. I don't like it when he stays out on with girls, but he's grown. He can do what he wants. Yeah. No, that's not creepy at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just super overbearing, and again, just yeah, lends to the part of the reason why he snapped. I mean, he snapped. He goes and kills his mom. I mean, that's how much he hates her. Yeah, he goes and kills her. Uh-huh. This is kind of a long clip, but I thought it was uh, actually one of the better bits of dialogue and better bits of acting in the movie. And I pull up next to him, and he looks at me, and it's not him. At least not in the eyes. And I don't know, man. The hairs on the back of my neck stood up. Right then, I felt like I got my answer. The kid who used to mow our lawn didn't kill my son. I know that. But the guy I saw on the side of the road was down a dark path. Did the town do this to him after the accident? Or was it always there? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was that was that was kind of a cool scene. Yeah, I did. I liked that. Like I said, yeah. one of the better bits of acting in the movie, and that's and dialogue. Was, yeah. yeah. Um, this is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis basically saying what we as the audience were thinking. You really think I'd kill myself? <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> and then she puts two into his chest. I mean, yeah. Um. Oh, and then the thing is, like, she puts two in his to his chest. He stabs himself in the neck, and yet he's still alive when Michael shows up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's those superpowers, I mean, man. The mask gives you superpowers, I guess. Uh, maybe I that's guess, why man. she had to take the mask off him before she killed him. Maybe, maybe, maybe so. You know, I mean, again, the movie, like this movie, there are some of the, and Chris can go into it. And I'm not suggesting he does, but I'm saying Chris can get into <laughs> it because there's some of the movies have a little bit more of a supernatural explanation to what's happening. Yeah. Um, but whereas the first one and these three, he's just a dude. He's just a psycho, just a guy that snapped and the, the wires didn't. Anyway. Uh, this is the last clip I, I, I got, and I captured this only because uh, they used the word. Well, I'll, I'll tell you why. Fear moves through all of us. 
and we decide when to surrender. I've said goodbye to my boogeyman, but the truth is evil doesn't die. It changes shape. Changes shape. So I just I assume that they put that, that bit of dialogue because that was what he was referred to as. He was referred to as the shape. Right. So, Which is funny, Andrew, because it wasn't until we did Halloween Kills, I think, Chris. Uh-huh. It was one of those episodes, either Halloween or Halloween Kills, where someone referred to him, you or someone referred to him as the shape. And I said, what's the shape? And, I think it was 2018. Yeah. yeah it was, I think it was when we did 78 and 2018. Because they don't ever refer to him as the shape in the, the original. I'd never heard of that. So do they refer to him as the shape in the movie? Or in the movies? No, they never used that word. It was the no. score, right? It was the cue that you pulled out. Yeah, yeah, the shape stalks. The shape stalks. Like, yeah, this is a cool piece of music. And I'm like, what's the shape? I had never heard of that term before. And then you go yeah. to IMDb and it says the shape. It doesn't say Michael Myers. It's weird. Huh. Well, and like, uh, in when you go back and listen me. to the score for 2018... Uh, there, there's like when Michael, before he gets the mask and he's killing the podcasters at the gas station, it says Michael Myers kills or Michael Myers kills again. And then when it's like, when he puts the mask on, that's when it turns into the shape kills or the shape does this. It's, it's always when he has the mask and the outfit, it's the shape, you know, it's, it's never Michael Myers, but whereas the audience, we're just like, Oh, that's Michael Myers. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. You have a game for us? I do. And then let's do that. All right. And now for some more bad news. Ready? This is the game that Andrew has created called, Hey, Did You Notice? This is where he looked at things in the background to figure out, did we notice? And the answer was probably going to be not me this week. Um, <laughs> uh, I just I wasn't paying attention to things in the background because I was too busy being annoyed at the band kids. So, Andrew, <laughs> let's, uh, let's see what you got for us this week. Okay. We'll start with Chris. Here's the first question. Uh, the chocolate milk that Corey gets is located between what other two beverages in the gas oh. station? Oh, my God. Uh, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> All right, Sean? Uh, it was like a red soda or something. We'll say red soda and purple stuff. <laughs> well, you're close, but I can't give it to you. It's Welch's apple juice on the left and Welch's grape juice on the right. I, see. I don't know who stuff. puts chocolate milk in the middle, but <laughs> no one. Okay. No, no one, one ever. Wow. All right, Sean, this is your question. What sweet snack does Frank have in his cart when Laurie sees him buying meat? What sweet snack? Oh, I don't know. Um, it's I. I'll go ahead and tell you, it is probably one of my favorites. Well, I know it's not gonna be. Um, what did you guys give me such grief for? Uh, uh, crunch bar, because you guys gave me all the grief in the world for liking crunch bars. Uh, yeah, because you know, nobody likes that. Apparently, I'm the only person <laughs> in the world that likes a crunch bar. What, um, a Nestle crunch bar. Yeah. I like Nestle Crunch Bars. Yeah, apparently I'm a child for enjoying those still. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I'm just, Snickers. Okay. It's not Snickers. Chris, do you have a guess? Twinkies. 
<laughs> That's a closer guess. Uh, oh, okay. it is. It is Little Debbie's Nutty Buddies. Oh, all right, right on. All right, Chris, this goes to you. What is the station identification number? I knew you were going to ask that. W U R G. Oh man, um, the urge. Yeah. Oh my god. I can't remember. Wait a minute. What did you just ask? I said, what is the station identification number for W? Oh, the right, the station number. Okay. I was yeah. like, you, you just told us the answer. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. uh, I, I, I knew the uh, knew the call letters. I didn't know the number. Oh, right. Man. Yeah, the frequency. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to give it uh, 97.3. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's not I, it, Sean. It's got to be an AM. That, that station had to be like a, a stupid AM station, but it, it probably wasn't. Um, I guess because it can't be with a W. Well, no, it can't be with a W. W U R G. So dumb. Um, I don't know. Just uh, one hundred six five. The end. It was ninety four point nine. Oh, yeah. Geez. yeah. I, right. I paid to t- I paid attention to nothing in this movie. Yes, I'm here. Okay, Sean. This one goes to you then. You know what? Even if like. <laughs> No, it'd be a really good one. What was the letter on the Letterman jacket that the that the band guy was? I couldn't tell you that either. Well, I can tell you what that is because I thought about making that a question, but <laughs> I didn't because I thought it would be too easy. Too easy, yeah. I was like, it's just H. It's H it's for Haddonfield, yeah. Haddonfield, Haddonfield High. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is your question, though. Four posters are on Ronald's office walls. One of them is a calendar. What are the other three? Say it again. Ro- who's Ronald? Ronald the is the dad that gets shot. Oh, okay. Okay. There's, there's there's three things hanging on the wall, and one of them is a calendar. Well, there's four things on the four wall. Things. One of them is a big, like year long calendar. Year long calendar. Like a dry erase cal- calendar. And then there are three posters. What are those three posters? Oh, well, one of them's got to be like a girl in a bikini, right? Because like every right, garage is I've ever been in has had that picture. Yeah, some some blonde one. in a bikini. That's one thing. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of what a typical garage would have. Probably some kind of sports team, like maybe like the high school football schedule or something like that, like the high school uh, promotional thing, since apparently this town is nothing but the high school. Uh, that would make sense, but no. But no, okay. Uh, I'll give one more guess and say um, uh, they, they didn't have any auto brand memorabilia back there. I don't. I don't remember there being any. So maybe like a, the whatever the chocolate milk brand is. <laughs> no, it's not it either. All right, Chris. Uh, so we have we have the girl in the bikini. That's one. So I get I get more. one third of a point. All right, some sort of movie poster, maybe. Um, the thing. Yeah. Nope. Uh, all right, so you already said like sports posters, right, Sean? You, you know, I, I I was that was part of my thinking. I didn't actually comment it as that an, as an actual answer. Okay. Oh man. <laughs> it's one I of those. For sure, this would be pretty easy. No. Uh. Geez, some some sort of a uh, band poster, like music. No. No. Okay, there was no. both my answers. <laughs> well, the other two posters were one was a big giant poster of three cats. <laughs> I do remember <laughs> that now. 
And you said and that. And then behind his head, over his head, was a giant barge, like a cargo freighter with oh, all the little wow. cargo uh, containers on it. It, it shows yeah. how much I was paying attention to the background of this movie. I was more like, okay, I'm just wanted to hurry up There is end. absolutely no reason for you to pay attention to <laughs> things in this movie. All right, so here's the last question. Chris, what cereal is next to the microwave as Michael walks towards it in Laurie's house. Oh, and the, uh, Oh and man. There's a box of cereal sitting right next to the microwave. Uh, I, I, I the only thing that's coming to head is Wheaties. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not Wheaties. She had her Wheaties. That's how she could pull down the fridge. I don't know. It's gotta be something generic, right? Like, uh, like Cheerios, right? No. It was uh, honey bunches of oats. Oh, oh. I, that sounds like something an old person would have. I should have said that. Yeah. So uh, I, I think we ended up. Sean got a third of a point. A third of a point. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> so there's the game. There it is. Uh, thank oh. you for doing that, Andrew. I, I appreciate your game as always. Yeah. Uh, all right, time for this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where we give this movie a score from zero to ten. And uh, we will start this week with Andrew. Well, it's a five out of ten on IMDb, um, and I I'm probably going to have to go around there. Uh, I'm actually going to go a little lower. I'm going to say a four point eight out of ten, just because they use the band <laughs> for evil purposes. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, Chris. Oh, man, I'm going to go even lower. All right, so I think, like, 2018, I think I gave it, like, an 8. I want to say Halloween Kills, I probably gave it, like, a 7. This one, I give it, a like, a 3. Maybe maybe closer to a 2. Do you want to know your scores? Uh, yeah, yeah. What were they? Uh, well, we did night, we did Halloween on your episode, so I don't have your the score for that. I don't know if we did one. But for Halloween Kills, you gave it a 6.5. Okay, yeah, six point five, close to seven. No, that's about right. <laughs> for what it's worth, Andrew, Halloween Kills for me got. I gave it a two point eight. I was so annoyed with that movie. I gave it okay. a two point eight. Halloween Kills. Uh, wow. Again, I don't have the Halloween movie. Again, I don't have scores. All right, so I'll just give it here. Uh, Twenty eighteen. I give it about a seven, close to an eight. So let's say seven point five. I, I did really enjoy it, although there were some a lot of moments in there that did kind of annoy me. Kills was just over the top. This one right here, I give it a two simply because I really enjoyed the music. The The music to me was great. The junk, uh-huh. uh, especially the funeral procession yeah. scene. The end that, that music was fantastic, but, and, and the fight scene at the end that they were all building up and everything was, was really cool and everything. Uh, other than that, the, the movie was just terrible. The dialogue was bad. Everything. And Michael Myers, like I said, makes a cameo. I think the way it should have worked was this should have been the second film in the trilogy. Have this whole thing where Corey shows up and you don't know if Michael's back or not. Then it's revealed at the very end. Corey's, you know, been the killer the whole time. Oh, or then Michael shows up. And then the story of Halloween kills should have been Halloween ends. Uh, but, you know, no, we get this here as the final installment of the trilogy. And it annoyed the living crap out of me <laughs> <laughs> but yes i will stick with the two 
I will stay at two. Okay. Well, if I gave the if I gave kills a two point eight, and I think this is worse than that, then I'm gonna give it a two point five. <laughs> I well, didn't. I feel like I I went pretty high then. Yeah, but then that, again, I had nothing to. Well, I to can't really do two point five because that makes the score two. There we go. Uh, two point four. I'm changing it to that gives us a three point zero six repeating. Um, yeah, I think if if you go and watch the especially the original, if you watch the original. Um, just be aware also the original, you know, uh, uh, John Carpenter, it's one of those, it's that of that era, you know, the seventies, early eighties yeah. era where, um, where you write one piece of music and then use it over and over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, other great example of that is, uh, the Faltermeyer theme from, um, <laughs> Come on, Beverly, Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. You, you get that right. same keyboard theme about a thousand times in that movie. You, yep. know, you get that that piano bit a lot in that movie. Whereas this movie, these new ones, there's there's a little bit varied score, which makes them pretty pretty interesting the music wise. But yeah. I think if you watch the original one and then watch Halloween and then Halloween Kills, I think you'll realize oh, Halloween 2018 was has some really interesting things and there's there's a I don't know. It's just, it's kind of like the sequel trilogy with Star Wars. You know, it's like, oh, okay, well, this starts kind of strong and then kind of goes <laughs> downhill quick. Kind of downhill <laughs> quick, I guess. So, yeah. anyway, that's it. Uh, uh, Chris, I thank you for coming on. To, yeah. uh And uh, this, I, I didn't say it earlier, but this is their final episode in Cheap Scare Reviews. Oh. So. Our yeah. our cheap scare review month was a good month, I think. Army of Darkness was a lot of fun. Nope was a uh-huh. really good movie. Heredity yeah. did bother me a little bit, and uh, and now here we are with Halloween in. So I feel like it kind of fits our normal formula, where we have you know kind of a fun Halloween movie. We've got a couple like one you know pretty real scary movie. You got another good one, and then there's one kind of bad movie, and. Uh, <laughs> And of course, this, I show up for that one. <laughs> and in this case, well, I mean, in the past, you know, like like some of our other like really bad ones are usually just like super low budget, dumb kind of things that we've seen. Uh, I always kind of refer to as you know, we summon the darkness, bad movie. Yeah. Um, some right. good actors in it, some actors you've heard of, but it's not a. But this is a this is a franchise. This is like a tentpole franchise. Right. And to see, I mean, I remember when I when I messaged you and said, "Hey, let's do this," I think you literally said, "It's effing terrible." Yep, um, yep. That was that was my response. I'm like, because uh, you said, "Oh yeah, let's do this." I'm like, "Oh my god, I gotta watch that movie again." Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, "Yeah, let's finish out the trilogy." And I said, "That movie is effing terrible." And I was like, "Dude, oh man, I do, <laughs> I, I I really did not want to do this. I I and it mainly for the fact that I didn't want to watch the movie again. It wasn't for the fact that I didn't want to come back and see you guys. It was just I sure. didn't want to watch the movie again. I was no, I like, understand. I was, I was like, do I want to watch this again or just go by memory? And I'm like, ah, oh, no, I'll owe it to the guys. Yeah, I'll watch you gotta, it you got to do the thing. So and I, so I watched it, and the whole time I'm watching it, it was just I, I, I did like Andrea. I watched it in pieces. I got like right to the end where she was about to kill Corey, and then I stopped it. I just couldn't watch anymore. And then I literally finished it up yesterday. <laughs> I watched Five Nights at Freddy's first. Before finishing up Halloween ends. <laughs> All yeah. right. Yeah. Well, Chris, I know you're in a high 80s with your show, but tell people where they can find your show. Uh, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, uh, 
Google. There's a whole bunch of new ones out now. Like Samsung's got a podcast thing out. We're on that as well. You can find our social media, Facebook, Instagram, X, which was formerly Twitter, whatever. Just type in measuring the score podcast. I'm pretty sure you're going to be able to find us, you know? Yeah. That's pretty much it. And, uh, and as I always have to, you know, do this joke, make sure you listen to the one that I'm on. And that was the Sherlock Holmes episode. So go listen to that episode. Actually, that one didn't air yet. Oh, that, that one is still on the uh, back burner. Oh, okay. Uh, no. we, we recorded that like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. We never did. We never did anything with it because oh. uh, it was it was on a SD card that uh, failed, and I don't know if the recording actually made it. Oh well, if you want me to re-record it, I'll be glad we, to do we that. May, we may have to. Yes, uh, I have to go back and listen to it. It was when we came back for the podcast after Mio was born. It was like we came back. And I was going back through some of the old audio and some of it kind of got messed up and everything. So I was like, ah, we'll just record something new. So then we started and everything just kind of started just faltering back to like, okay, this is not working out with our schedules. We're going to take a break. <laughs> I got you. No worries. Well, don't check out Mentoring the Score podcast. It's uh, If you like film scores, you like music, it's a good one to listen to. And mm-hmm. uh just you know, for again, for for whatever it's worth, the the intro music that you hear on this podcast. You know, they're two not kinds that of you hear this. Chris wrote that for us, so um, I, again, big thanks for that. So he that was uh, fun. he uh, yeah he wrote our intro music, which was cool. Yeah. So thank you again. Uh, next week, I have no idea what we're doing next week. We've talked about it, and uh, we've actually been kind of messaging through this episode. I don't know what we're doing next week, so stay tuned for something coming in November. Uh, we were going to do some kind of theme, and uh, as usual, I dropped the ball because life is crazy right now. So uh, next week, something will be great or awful, but we'll talk about it next week here on Cheap Seat Reviews. So on behalf of Chris and Andrew, this is Sean saying thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next week for whatever the hell we're doing. <laughs> This is Cheap Seat Reviews.